following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is an absolutely beautiful Thursday in the Metroplex. And it's a beautiful day for mix shots as we are putting Baltimore behind us. Bill Jones, along with Mickey Spagola <laughs> and Everson Walls. Yes, it's time. It's, we got to move on, don't we? What do you think? We need to move no. on. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm still in that mood. Time for Cincinnati. You're still in that mood. What? Yeah, I'm still uh, in that mood. Is? I'm sorry. You know what? Let's let's ask Bill Belichick what we should do. What do you say? Yes. You want to ask Bill Belichick? Let me see well, what Bill has to say. It would help if my <laughs> it would help if my audio worked, but it doesn't. So. Oh, no, it worked before it the didn't show work. Started. It didn't work. It didn't work. Why does my computer mute at the most inappropriate time? All right. Here we go. We're going to try it again here. We're going to try it again. And here we go. It's still muting. Unbelievable. Okay. (laughs) You know what? I run this thing about as well as they stop the run of the other team. Oh, no. Right? You got muted there. <laughs> I got yeah, muted. Yeah, I got muted. Well, All right. Bill, I'll, I'll, I'll... So much. By the end of the show, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to pull but you out. what of he it. was trying to say is, we're on to Cincinnati, okay? We're on to Cincinnati, right? I was going to try and pull you out of the hole there. Okay. We're on to Cincinnati. Because <laughs> you know All what? Right. Uh-huh. So, uh, I had some stuff ready, but I'm going to leave it alone. I was going to tell you, Bill, that uh, yesterday... Um, December 9th, so 29 years ago, was the last edition of the Dallas Times-Herald. And for some reason, it hit me yesterday, and I went upstairs and grabbed the old copy that I kept from the last edition. And I read it cover to cover, right? Uh, The news, the metro, business, the sports. And I just want you to know that your name is in the last edition of the Dallas Times-Herald. Uh, in a column by, I think it was Skip Bayless, mentioned that he got interviewed by Bill Jones. <laughs> really? Yes. So your name's wow. in the last I did. I edition. Mean, I, I'm not sure if I want people to know that. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> but yes, in fact, uh, I, he would be a regular guest on uh, when I would fill in for Scott Murray on Sports Extra on when I worked at Channel 5. Right. Yeah, That's exactly and was, right. Yeah. And the reason you'll have to send me a copy of that. Uh, the reason uh, it's in there was because the last day that we worked was December eighth, and it was a Cowboys Saints game uh, at Texas Stadium, and all the media yep, showed up. That. You remember that? And we were all getting interviewed as we were trying to watch the game and contemplate the rest of our lives, knowing that this was our last day of work. Uh, not knowing what the future would hold, but uh, yeah, I, I they listed you know. And the other thing I didn't realize, there was 900 people when you include everybody that was connected to the paper, uh, the delivery people, you know, press and all the, the the press room and all that stuff. 
there was 900 people that lost jobs, and they listed everybody's name that was on the payroll on two pages uh, inside nice. the the, oh, wow. uh, the first section of the paper. Yeah, I've forgotten that part, and I don't know if I ever looked at it. Uh, but it was interesting to read the sports section, and I'll tell you what. It might be 29 years later, but I'll put that sports section up against anybody that they're doing today. It was still pretty comprehensive, and it was pretty darn good reading, too. And it was a, a testament to competition. Yes. I mean, with the Times-Herald and the Morning News going up against each other, I mean, that that created uh, great products on both sides of it. And then the Fort Worth paper. Hey, I'll tell you what it created. It created a bunch of uh, sacrificial lambs. That's what it created. You had players like myself trying to stay out of trouble. You know, you had <laughs> players like Dennis Thurman were hiding uh, from reporters like Gary Myers, of course, with the news. But then, I, who, who was it? Jim Dent? Was it? Uh, well, who was a beat writer at for? That, at that time, it was myself. But before, when you first got there, it was Jim Dent. Before, yes. yeah. Yeah, Jim Dent, he's, he's uh, lurking around uh, uh, locker rooms and lockers, trying to dip in on a conversation if you and a fellow defensive back are having a beef about the organization. You can bet the old uh, 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 Fort Worth star was right there sneaking around with a recorder trying to, trying to dip in on our conversation. So, yeah. A lot of good people there, but it was a few of them. That that competition created a lot of uh, a lot of negativity around that locker room, and 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 that was good for selling papers, but it was horrible for the for the program itself, for the Cowboys program. Did we even have recorders back then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had one of those. You had one of the most CIA recorders right. back in the day, man. That's what you had. Real. To, yeah. You had real to real. That's what you had back yeah. in the day. <laughs> but anyway, you I know. But not only that. Go ahead. I, I, what I was going to say, but not only that is, uh, I can say this from the TV side of things. The competition was so much greater uh, as far as the TV stations are concerned, because the the TV stations gave the sports more time. I mean, we literally. Here's the difference between. 1990 and 30 years later here in 2020 as far as how much time we get for our sportscasts on the local news. Okay, back in uh, 1990, each station at they would at 5 o'clock you'd get a 3-minute sportscast and then you'd go 4 minutes at 6 o'clock and 4 and a half minutes at 10 o'clock. That was the standard you go from. Today, all the stations, we get 2 minutes at 6 and 2 minutes and 30 seconds at 10 o'clock and that's basically it. Yeah. And um but but the other part of that is uh and this is where the fans really uh, as what Everson says sometimes it could be a detriment for the players but the access that the media had back then there there was no comparison with what it is today <laughs> even in a non-covid year especially in a covid year i mean there was there's basically no access at all uh but uh, with back then i mean we had the run of the locker room uh, <laughs> when uh, yes you did exactly yes you did i, I mean there were there were some time I am constraints offended that you even are, are relishing in that fact you had the run of my locker room exactly. that is not cool at all i don't know what kind of 
<laughs> tactics that uh, Spagnola had back in the day. But when you got a Dodge Myers and Dent and Skip Bayless every uh-huh. day, That's and right. they're looking to take down Tom Landry, they're looking to take down Tech Schramm, they got a beef with Gil Brandt, and then they'll come to me and say, hey, Everson, what do you think about Gil Brandt? <laughs> hey, man, I'm, simple, I'm in a negotiation right now. Can you get out of my face with that, please? So, man, I no, mean, no. I, you know what? I, I, I did, I did, I do. <laughs> Everson, I upgraded the ethics when I got there, okay? Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. But you, man, remember, was but you remember we had we had a, a little small cubicle office in, in the in at the ranch right there by the entrance where the where the players came in. So and mine, you sure and did. mine was the first one by the door. So when the door was open and you guys were leaving, if somebody was leaving on crutches and they didn't announce the injury, it's like, oh, somebody's hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's exactly right. You know, and you know what we would do as a TV station on the morning after a game. If let's say Troy Aikman had not a major injury, but let's say he had something something happened to him on Sunday, we would have a crew that would be at Valley Ranch before eight o'clock in the morning to get Troy walking from his car Catching in the parking him lot in into, the parking lot. In the parking lot, we would be there with our camera, with our camera, as he got out of his car and limped into the locker room. We would follow him all the way into the locker room. And so by 8 o'clock in the morning the day after, we would have some sort of update on the condition of Troy Aikman. Um, you You had some of the biggest stories were written when everyone was gone home and then there was always someone trying to lag behind because they were part of a huge story and you mm-hmm. guys would be waiting outside to pounce on them That's right. right away you know exactly. oh, especially during the strike season oh my god it was horrible 1987 right. it was so bad man i'll right? give you i'll give you and one then, more uh, i'll give you one more story on the parking lot and it was the last time I ever did this. You know, when the guys used to walk out and they didn't do their interviews and everybody would run after them? Well, when the Herschel Walker trade was announced and Herschel tried going out the back doors, he tried going out the door <laughs> yep. uh, in the equipment room. Remember, you can get onto the... That's right. Uh, That's right. Uh, so you have immediate access to your car sudden, from the somebody, equipment room. Somebody yells, oh, Herschel's going to his car, and everybody goes running out, right? TV cameras, they're trying. <laughs> Trampling everybody. I started running and I go, What am I doing? I'm kind of a grown person and I'm running to the. And I said, That's it. I will never run to the parking lot after anybody ever again. Oh my God. Good move, Spanish. So this was, you can this see was, all the other idiots. Yeah, and this was, exactly. this was pretty funny. We, you know how they used to do grades? Uh, right after the game, what you know, we were forced to do it, and they were always wrong. And that was the only thing the players read were grades. Right? You give them an A. Uh, God forbid if you gave them a D or something, you know. So that section of the team. So I came up with the idea: we're not doing grades. We're going to do thumbs up, thumbs down, and meh in the middle. Right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and so at the end of that, we, we, we had two more categories, and this was after the Saints game. And one of them was for something, I can't remember what it was, it was for doing something good. And the last one was bad day at the office, right? 
And so I, I finished bad day at the office with entire Dime, Times Herald staff. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good that, one, Spags. That is, That's a good one. That is what you call a bad day at the yes, office. It absolutely was. So how did you how did you find out that it was folding? Um I it was a noon it was a noon start. And I would get there, you know, two, two and a half This is hours. on a Sunday morning. Sunday morning, noon, uh, December 8th. Mm. And uh, I'm sitting at my spot in the press box, and the phone rings. And uh, I think it was Dave Pelletier, the assistant PR director, picks up the phone. And he goes, uh, Mickey, your sports editor wants to talk to you. And I'm going, does he want to talk to me at 9.30, 10 o'clock in the morning? You know, there's nothing going on. So I go there, and it was Gary Hardy. Uh, and uh, he says, Mick, I, I got bad news for you. He goes, uh, the paper's just been sold to the Dallas Morning News, and this is going to be our last edition. We're going out of business. And I'm going, seriously? He goes, yeah. He goes, I hate to have to mm. tell you this. And he goes, can you do me a favor? He goes, when the other people on the staff come in, can you let them know that uh, this is the news. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I'm going, me? I go, you mean to tell me I've got to go up to Frank Luxa, who's been doing this job since 1972, and i got to tell him he's out of work? And so I basically stood out in the hallway, and um, people start coming in. Wow. And, and Skip saw me standing out there when he came in, and it was like, what, what are you doing out here? And I said, okay, let me break the news to you. Uh, and same thing with Frank. I had to tell him that, yeah, this is your last day of work. And so our joke that day basically was, well, if you need another good clip to get a, get a job, you better make this one good. Um, <laughs> make this a good one. <laughs> make this a good one. And I remember I, I got to say. I remember. You got, go ahead, Everson. No, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, I remember, no, remember kind of watching the game, like I'm watching, but I wasn't seeing, and it was just like it, just, the whole thing was just a, uh, I don't know, it, 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 it was a cloud a, that whole day blur. trying to cover the game. Yeah, like a blur, right? And I remember, and I go back and read my, my, my game story, and it's like, you know, those first four paragraphs were really good, and <laughs> then it just fell off. It just was like... <laughs> It wasn't me, you know. So fast, you 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 know what it's like to get cut. Oh, you, you know, know what? It's like That's to get funny cut. you say that because we hung around in the locker room afterwards uh, to say something to Jimmy. We didn't know if he knew it or not, and we you know we didn't know if we'd ever see him again or what our <laughs> jobs would be. And so there was like three or four of us: me, Frank, Susie Woodhams. I think there was one other person with us. And he comes out and he looks at us, and he had heard right, and he all he did was kind of. You know, how he used to smack his lips, and he goes, well, whatever. He goes, now you know how coaches feel. <laughs> so, Jimmy. It's like, thanks, Jimmy. Oh, wait, how coaches feel? When they get This fired. guy cuts somebody every day, and now he talks about how coaches feel. 
Give me a break. Give me a break. How coaches feel? He cuts somebody every month, and he's talking about that? Come on. Only Jimmy can turn that around to where he a teachable moment right. for him to show to you. Give me a break, man. Yeah, That's crazy. That was, that was, that was, and, you know, and he was, he was try, I think he was trying to kind of lighten the situation, but, yeah, that was, uh, yeah. that was his deal. And the other thing I remember is, so if you remember, so this was 1991, uh, and I'd forgotten this until I read it again, that uh, when Tex Schramm, when they bought the team and then Tex left, uh, it was about May of 89, he took the job with the, uh, the uh, what did they call it, the European Football League? Uh, it was uh, the World, World League, League of American, American Football. Football. Yeah, he took that job, and his mm-hmm. suite was right next to the press box. And, you know, Tex used to sit in the press box for the games, but once that happened, he just stayed in his suite. We'd go in there and say hi to him, but he never came back in the press box until that day he came back to kind of give us each a handshake and a hug uh, and say, hey, sorry to hear it happen. But that was the first and only time he came back in the press box after uh, he parted ways mm. with the Cowboys. Yeah. So, anyway, 29 years ago. Well, Mickey, I... 29 years ago, I would say uh, things turned uh, turned around very nicely for you I these survived. last 29 years. I think I survived uh-huh. somehow, some way. But that day, boy, no, no, it was it was that it was that company man mentality that he took. See, when they <laughs> when he when they had him firing everybody else, you know that that solidified it for him. They said, "Oh, this guy will do anything to keep a job." So they, that's why they, that was a test for you, Spag. They wanted to, they wanted to make sure that you were willing to do anything to sell your brothers down the river, and you did a good job, man. That's pretty good, man. So, they so got, Mickey, they how long the, have you been hey, with Bill, the Cowboys Bill, now, Bill? Bill, they Bill? have the crankiest guy in the world telling everybody that they're fired. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You know, you're supposed to give it to him in a soft manner, but here's Spag. Hey, guy, you're out. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go cry me a river. Yeah, I've been there, pal. Been there, pal. Yeah, see you later. I don't think. All right, I don't it, think it happened. It was that cold. And, and Everson, Everson, it was. No, it was no, in December, also. So you know, management at the Times Herald. It was in December. They said, "Who would be the get best guy to tell ever all of our employees that they won't have a Christmas this year?" <laughs> Mr. Scrooge, <laughs> Mr. Mickey Grinch. No, they had the, the Grinch. The Grinch the stole Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> it, it stole a lot of things. Oh right? man, what a spot, yeah. Spags. Yeah. What a spot. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> And, and so how long before you started working for the Cowboys? Oh, it was another nine years. I freelanced, remember? Was it not? Okay, wow. yeah, because you were freelancing and you were, uh, what was? The insider. What was the Skip Bayless? The insider. The insider, that's right. Right? Did yeah, that. Yeah, the insider. And then wow. talk radio started and I started working at the ticket and the Cowboys got good mm-hmm. and there was all the freelance I could handle. Uh, from all around the country, people wanting stories on the Cowboys. And, you know, that kind of saved me that they got good when, and there was work to do. Yeah. When, so did, when, did with, you, when did you realize, I want to know when you realized that, hey, this is, might not be a bad thing. When did you realize that, that the took, change in yeah, communication is, was it, coming? It took about six months because that's when we started the Insider uh, and that's when I started getting freelance and doing other stuff, uh, being, you know, the correspondent for USA Today and Sporting News and 
uh, things wow. like that. Nice. And so I picked up a lot of work, uh, and then I picked up some TV stuff, uh, and then the radio thing happened, and yeah, it, it I ended up doing it till 2000 when I, I started with the Cowboys. And all so of 20 a sudden, you're on TV. Yeah. Yes, yes, 20 years. See, yep. So that was all, all great TV. You have to start grooming yourself. You're like, damn, my <laughs> nose hair is out of control. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that, that's a good way to kick off this edition of Mix Shots. And so when we come back, maybe we will move on to Cincinnati. We will see when Mix Shots continues in a moment. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough as nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. To mixed shots. You know what? You can now support your beloved Cowboys from anywhere. Open up AT&T's Fan Zone feature inside the Cowboys app and record your personal cheer and referee signals. You'll receive a personalized mosaic and may show up on the AT&T Live FX video board during the game. Next home game for the Cowboys a week from Sunday when the San Francisco 49ers come to town. And that will be a noon kickoff. We talked about that yesterday. Don't the Cowboys flexed out of seven. Sunday night football to a noon kickoff. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Guys, that, that, that's, that's, I'm sorry, that's still pretty embarrassing. Uh, you know, to go from prime time to noon. I mean, they could have put them at 3.30, right? They just dropped them all the way down. Is that punishment? You know, is that just sticking it to the Cowboys? Because they, I'm sure they have other slots they could have chosen 
But they put well, us all the way down to noon. I think they well, had, it, you know that they had those that two three thirty time games. slotted. Yeah. Yeah, they it had doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Obviously, you can move anything around the way you want. So <laughs> there's there's no precedent set here. It's like we can do anything we want. Oh, you were you were scheduled for for the evening? No, no, not the Cowboys. You guys are not going to embarrass this station. So that's just you know great. the the three twenty five window is a is but for TV networks that's considered a prime window that late Sunday afternoon and so they would be going from prime time Sunday night to almost prime time at three twenty five on Sunday so if you're not going to be and so they will have multiple games at three twenty five but the second game that's not the prime time game you're just going into your own local markets anyway so you actually probably have more people getting the Cowboy game even uh, with a 3-9 and nine or what will be a 4-9 and nine Cowboys team next week uh, <laughs> against San Francisco. Uh, you'll get them. We go uh, from filet mignon to ground chuck. Come on, man. That's just exactly what happened. That's, that's the way right. the, the country's looking at us now. We are ground chuck. You know what, though? There's hope on the horizon. You know why? Tell me. Having a 37-year-old on to Cincinnati. It's <laughs> nothing about the past, nothing about the future. Right now, we're preparing for Cincinnati. There you go. We're on to Cincinnati. Could you hear that? Yeah, it worked. Heard that. It finally worked. Heard it. It sounded, sounded like yeah. Bill Belichick. I know that gravel. I know that gravelly voice. I know that gravelly voice. Uh huh. <laughs> That's right. We're on to Cincinnati, and here we are. We're on to Cincinnati. And what uh, update do you have from? the star in Frisco, Mickey Spagnola, about the Cowboys and the Bengals. Well, the Cowboys basically had a practice today, but it was closed to everybody. Uh, and Mike McCarthy didn't uh, was not scheduled to do his uh, media conference call. Uh, we're supposed to get players, and I think it should have happened maybe started a half hour ago. Uh, but uh, yeah, I saw some quotes from Zeke. Yeah, Zeke was supposed to talk, and you know, yesterday he was limited. They listed him as limited in practice, and they didn't practice. It was just a projection of what would have happened had they uh, had they had they practiced. So Anthony Brown and, and Zeke were listed as limited. Uh, Cam Irving and Donovan Wilson were listed as out, uh, and the. Bengals had a whole bunch of guys that were not injury-related uh, missing practice, guys like Geno Atkins, Mike Daniels, A.J. Green, uh, and then they had a couple other guys that uh, missed the uh, limited T. Higgins and Alex Redman with a concussion, uh, and they said Brandon Allen had a full practice. But again, it was a – I think theirs too was a – well, the Cowboys was a projection. Theirs wasn't. They actually practiced yesterday. And they do expect Brandon Allen to play. He did his media availability right. yesterday. Yeah, and he had he left uh, he left their last game at a a chest contusion, and it was Ryan Finley who finished up against the Dolphins last week. And it looked like so, the Cowboys. Brandon had, Allen is the guy. It looked like the Cowboys were going to have a light practice today, so I don't I'm not sure <laughs> what we'll get on the practice report when it comes out. But it wasn't really, and I think what he's trying to do is keep get their legs underneath them to play this next game and not wear them out in practice. So no major injuries uh, in the last game that we have to worry about anyone li- missing a game. Not that we, not that we detected uh, after the game. 
um, except for Zeke, and, and I'm sure that happened at the game at some point because it seemed like Pollard that second half was starting to get a few more uh, snaps, although he finished with 31, and, and he'd been averaging somewhere between low 20s to 30 uh, a game over these last five or six games. Uh, so I don't know if that was indicative of, of uh, Zeke having problems with that calf or not, but we'll see going forward what, uh, what takes place there. I, th- I thought Zeke ran pretty well in the ball game. What were his numbers? Yeah. Um, uh, I've got him somewhere here. I got it. He ended up 18 for 77. And he and he ended up 18, 18, four 18 carries, 77 yards. And then four yeah. catches for 18. Really ran well on that screen pass that they finally executed uh, correctly. And and uh, and Tony Pollard was at uh, seven carries for 10 yards until that last play of the game where he he went for about 12 yards to finish eight for 22. Right. Yeah, well, he was, Pollard, I like Pollard's uh, involvement in the game plan from every aspect. You know, we talk about what he can do from the line of scrimmage, but that uh, kickoff return, you know, that's something that I think he can consistently be effective at, uh, just using him all over the field. You know, he's, got, he's, he's become a, a nice bright spot for this offense, a nice, I wouldn't say a surprise, but when, you're, when you have a, a season right now full of so many disappointments, I would not put him in that category of disappointments. I would put him as just one of the more positive points, positive points for this game, for this team, actually. Yeah, you know what? And as this season is wore on, they've had a couple more. I think Neville Gallimore had a nice game. Uh, once again, now you you see what he does right. Now there's probably things he does wrong, and you know we're not charting those. <laughs> but I think he ended up in four tackles. Yeah, he had four tackles in the game, uh, and it, he just seems to be getting more active uh, inside. So that was kind of a somewhat of a bright spot for a defense that just continues to struggle. You know, I, 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 you know, they're they're last in the league, giving up 393 points in 12 games. Uh, that is a pace of 32.75 a game, and I figured out if these last four, if that they are on that same pace, they will give up 524 points, 524 points the single-season record for this franchise in its 61st season is at 436 in 2013. They're going to beat it by over, a, like, a, almost 100 points. It's unbelievable. That's I, I not a record you, you want to have. It's, it's, I, I have been there. It's tough. Uh, my last two years with Dallas... If I'm not mistaken, we were 3-13 and 13 times last year. Yes. And, of course, Jimmy's first year, 1-15. So that's got only four wins for myself and, and those guys in, in, uh, in two years. In and, other uh, words, you were Cincinnati. Oh, boy, was I. Oh, my God. You, I oh, mean, you're man. Cincinnati the last two years because uh, Zach Taylor, I think they're at 4-23-1 or something like that here the last since he took over as head coach. But go ahead, Everson. No, what I was saying was I, I know the, the frustration. You know, as a fan, I'm always posting about how disappointing it is and things of that nature. But as a former player, being in that, partic- that exact same position, 
just a, a, a feeling. Of You're talking about not being able to stop the run. They're not even trying to pass the ball most of the time. You're not being able to stop the run. Every drive that you go out there is hard to keep that positive mentality. Uh, everything that you do doesn't work out. You see your guys up front. They can't stop the run. Holes are opening up. Linebackers, nowhere to be found. And these are talented people that you are playing with. You know that your teammates are talented. But then you see the futility of it all. Coaches can't do anything. You go into the meeting every day. Same thing, day in, day out. That humdrum, just same old feeling that comes over you. It's a really tough situation to be in as a player. As we look at it from the outside, you know, guys like you, Sags, Bill, you guys, you can write about it. You're frustrated even writing about it. Just think if you're a player out there with any type of pride, trying to do something to change anything, and no matter what you do, it doesn't work. I do feel for those guys, trust me. I've been there. I know that futility. But, man, my, only, my, my refuge was the fact that they kicked me out of there. Okay? <laughs> how, do you, how do you make that change and, and as part of the solution? That's the toughest part. How can you be part of the solution? So give Jimmy Johnson and Jerry, well, let me just say, give Jimmy Johnson credit in regards to coming from 1 and 15. And then the next year, you go, I think, 79, right? And, yes, they, right. and they were yes. like right in it till the end. And then 11 with, and with 5. With Babe and, and trying to do right. his thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then 11 and 5. That's the genius to be able to pull yourself out of this situation. Like I said, I was blessed. I, I just made a phone call and, and I knew what my plan was individually. But to take a team, uh, to take an entire team from this situation back to prominence, that's going to be the tough thing to do. Jimmy did it very well with his coaching staff and the talent that they had. But the Cowboys right now, I have to see what that formula is going to be for them to turn all of this around because Eventually, you got to start climbing your way back up. And you have to have the, same, the guys with the right attitude. You don't want those same guys that are, you know, have that same old, old woe is me attitude. You want a different attitude. And how the coaching staff is going to be able to do this or how this organization is going to be able to do this, that's going to be a tough task. Yeah, and you know the, 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 the culture of the team had changed so dramatically for people that had been there with 20 consecutive winning seasons and then you go seven and nine, seven and eight, three and thirteen, one and fifteen, seven and nine. You end up with what five, six straight, uh, or five straight losing seasons after twenty consecutive winning seasons. Yep. But it ended up getting right. turned around that ninety-one season when they went eleven and five and actually won a playoff game uh, in Chicago. Kelvin Kelvin Martin's punt return, yep. I thought, was the biggest play. That's probably the biggest play of this, the, the new franchise. That's the biggest play to me of the new franchise because I never thought they could go into Philadelphia and win that game. And let's be real, that defense was the reason that they were able to do it. We talk about Troy Aikman. We talk about the triplets and all of that. But that defense was the reason that that team was able to hold on and win that Philadelphia game. When you come back from break, I got a memory about that game that I'll share with you guys. 
Okay, I, I was there. It was very cold, <laughs> and it was cold. It was windy, and I will agree with Everson on the Kelvin Martin punt return. More mix shots coming up in just a moment. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay, let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back, back to mixed shots. Six decades of Dallas Cowboys football is the official book marking the team's 60th anniversary, featuring never-before-seen photos, recaps, and results from every season dating back to 1960, as well as behind-the-scenes stories and the top 60 players in Cowboys history ranked. It is the perfect gift for every Cowboys fan. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or wherever books are sold. Good job, Spags. That was a good one. Way to go. (laughs) Wherever books are sold. (laughs) Are you saying, saying, uh, Everson, that he was teetering at some point? I was. It was close. There was a He was teetering, but he 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 did not elect to run a fake punt. Yeah. There was a couple words in there that were kind of tricky. Yeah, and so there there was a great testament to just go with it, okay? Let the go game play it. out. Yeah, Let maybe. the read play out. There's no reason for a fake pun here, even hey, though you hey, sense that you might read. be teetering be a little bit. Be the read, bit. Bill. That's exactly <laughs> right. Read. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. If we were taping this, right. we would have started over, right? But when it's live, you just push right through. <laughs> that's right. That's right. There are no false starts. You know, life is one big false start for some of us. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Or, or All right. Uh, you had a story to tell. Oh, Mickey, you so had a story ni- to tell the about 19- the Dallas Philly. Yeah, that 1991, and it was cold, 
And I do remember that, you remember the, I, I don't know, Bill, if you got to sit in the press box where all the writers were. The press boxes were separated at the vet. The Like the home team was on one side, the TV cameras, the uh, radio booths were in the middle, and then the visitors were on uh, the other side of the press box. And there was a window there that was removable because they put a camera in there. So if it was 30 degrees outside, that window was open the whole game, and that poor cameraman used to get the worst stares you ever seen because we're in there covering the game, and we might as well have our coats and hats and gloves on because it was like sitting outside. Uh, I do remember that punt return. I do remember Ike Holt coming back and picking somebody off. It probably would have been a penalty in these days, but he nailed somebody and was the last guy that could get Kelvin Martin uh, tackled. And on the team charter coming back, um, they probably didn't need to, to, to any uh, – how, how should I put it? They didn't need any fuel in that plane because – you never seen <laughs> guys celebrate more. And I mean the guys up front, the coaching staff, because they were under a lot of pressure, right? They were the new guys, yeah, and they finally yeah. broke through, and that was a, a, a big moment. Yeah. And uh, I happened to be on the charter because uh, after the paper folded, so we'll go back to where we started, uh, I get a call from uh, Marilyn Love, Jerry Jones's administrative assistant, and she said, Jerry thinks you guys deserve – to finish out the season. So uh, if you want to go to the game, we'll put you on the charter and put you at the hotel with the team. So That's amazing. I, I, That's I, amazing. And, and so I walk wow. up to the front there, and Jimmy kind of motioned me up, and, and, and they're celebrating. They're all over me, hugging. And, and I told them, I said, you know, I said before the season started, I said the over-under for wins for the Cowboys this year was like eight and a half. He goes, eight and a half? He goes, man, for me, that would have been a paycheck bet. <laughs> <laughs> because they ended up getting to 11, and, and, and that game gave them 10. Uh, and then I think they finished the season off beating, um, I want to say, the Bears and maybe in the last game or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was the Bears. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that, it was a huge celebration uh, on that flight back. And uh, and who was the quarterback for the Cowboys that day? Steve Berline. That's right. That was Steve the, Berline was the quarterback. That was the one Jimmy read him the riot act before the game. He's, and he basically said, under no circumstances do you take a sack and get that defense all riled up with that front and the crowd all riled up. He goes, I don't care if you go three for 15 in the first half. You throw the ball away. You do not take a sack. Well, he listened because I think he was like four for 12 or some ridiculous number like that until they uh, got that punt return and, and, and then put the game away uh, in the like was the late third quarter, fourth quarter when that happened. But yeah, Berline listened yep. to what he said because we're going to make sure we play defense and we don't give them anything. And that was yep. the instructions. Yep. And it, it just lets you know, guys, the same old tried and true offense. What sells tickets and defense wins the games. <laughs> it is so prevalent right now. The only teams in the NFC East that are playing defense are the ones that actually have a chance at this point to make it to the playoffs. Even as bad as the NFC East looks right now, you have two teams, 
two teams in the NFC East, when it's all said and done and everything balances out, those two teams have a chance to win because of how good their defense is. All you got to do is hold on. All you got to do is not make mistakes. Play good defense. Let your special teams work for you. And with the Cowboys, it's so funny because they started off with that mentality. And then as they started to win the Super Bowls, it all became about paying offensive players. They're the ones that they keep on the team. But guys like Ken Norton, he's gone. You know, your middle linebacker is gone, yet you still continue to win. But there's no emphasis put on defense for this, this, uh, this entire organization. I think they need to kind of pivot a little bit. And, and, of course, you still have the amazing offensive players. But I, I wish we would really concentrate more on being, creating a culture of defense around this organization. You know, and the other th- part of that is is you're, you're, that was a December game in frigid Philadelphia, okay? You take you back to Tuesday night in Baltimore. You talk about special teams, okay? And it's a different game in December when you're playing out in the elements, okay? It was a 39, 40-degree night in Baltimore the other night. On Sunday afternoon in Cincinnati, I think Wind's the high blowing. temperature, it, it's going to be 39, 40 degrees when they play in Cincinnati. The, the you cannot kick the same linked field goals when it's in the 30s as what it is in the 70s, okay? And so when you're kicking these 50-yard field goals, your chances of making them, I don't know what the analytics say on making 50-yard field goals when it's 38 degrees outside, but I guarantee you it's not as great as the when you're kicking when heavier. it's 78 that's just, degrees. That's exactly. Just the that's ball right. Is heavier. But that's they right. don't have to hook or fade. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but but as a kicker, that means he has to put more effort into. Yeah, trying, he's trying to his, compensate yeah, so for the it's, dead it's ball. Be a different dynamic. Yes, That's you're right, right Spags. I'm not giving him a, 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 a pass. I want him to make those field goals. But the, there is a dynamic to kicking a heavier ball and how it's going to go through the air. And it wasn't just cold that night, Bill. It was windy, windy as well. So you could see it. You can see it just playing with the ball right. no matter where you kick it. I mean, Justin Tucker early in that game has his 70 uh, field goal uh, – made field goal streak snapped, you know, because uh, inside 40 yards. And so that was an indicator that maybe, maybe it's not a good night for field goal kickers. That's why you need to have a team that is built for the playoffs. And that starts mm-hmm. with – Defense and special teams. All right. Period. It was, not, it was that nine has never miles an hour. Ever changed. Nine miles in an Baltimore. Hour. Nine miles an hour. I'll give you the. What cold. was it in Philadelphia? Oh, that day I don't know what it was, but it was nine yeah, miles was, an hour in Baltimore. It, yeah. I'll give you the. Hey, when he kicked it was the ball, a, that could have been a burst. That could have been a, <laughs> a burst, burst when he kicked. <laughs> 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 Mickey, when's the last time you were on that Inner Harbor in Baltimore? That that that, that wind will kick up. Oh no, I know it will. The wind chill was thirty-two miles an hour. The wind, the wind chill was thirty-two miles an hour. On, on that note, <laughs> I think Chris that'll do it. Us, Chris is giving us. The- you know, it's a good thing you had that recording. We we at least mentioned Cincinnati for forty-five minutes. <laughs> yep. Well, tomorrow, tomorrow, w- <laughs> tomorrow we are definitely 
on to Cincinnati, okay? We're on to Cincinnati tomorrow on Mix Shots. So we will see you again on Friday. Go Cowboys! (laughs) This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?